0: podcast is brought to you by EJA Services, a moving company located out of the Utica, Rome area, but servicing all of Central New York and beyond. Let's face it, moving can be stressful. Relax and let the reliable movers take care of tasks for you. From antiques to electronics to home decor items, they have the experience and the equipment to ensure your items will arrive at their destination unblemished and on time. They can move everything from your apartment, condominium, townhouse, single-family home, or office with ease. Competitively priced movers in Utica, New York, again, they service all of something New York beyond. Moving help, relocation services, office moves, complete packaging services, unpacking, loading services, You know what? Maybe you bought some new items for your office or your home. Shouldn't have to stress about that because they can deliver those things too. Contact their moving and delivery specialist to help you have the new furniture, art, piano, items delivered. Visit their office at 9772 River Road in Marcy, New York, or call them at 315-335-0516. That's 315-335-0516. Or go to their website, ejamoving.com, and tell them that Just Joe sent you. Me just jumping in here just to remind you, Just to remind you that the Royal Auto Group and Jason Allen are a sponsor of this amazing podcast. Thank you, Jason. Royalautogroup.com. That is Royalautogroup.com. The Just Show podcast is brought to you by Advantage Hardwood Floors. And my good friend, Charlie, when it comes to hardwood floors, nobody better in the Central New York area than him. He's been doing it his entire life. I mean, entire life. You've walked on floors that he's probably done. You've seen floors. You've seen basketball probably played on those floors. You just ripped up some carpet in your house, realize you got these beautiful hardwood floors underneath it. You want to make them look good? Call Charlie. Call Charlie at 315-463-0674 or at AdvantageHardwoodFloors at gmail.com. Hello, everyone. What the hell is going on? An episode, episode 45. 45, we're closing in on 50? Man, how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Here it is. Here it is. Episode 45, of course, brought to you by EJA Services, Jason Allen, and the Royal Auto Group, and Advantage Hardwood Floors. You guys will hear those ads throughout this podcast. If you're interested in advertising on this podcast or of any other number of social media things that I have going on, hit me up, justjo at justjoe.com. Uh Today's musician I met, this is, might be one of the first musicians I've never met in person. Most of the people I have on here, most, there's been a few that I haven't, most of them I've met in person. This person I've only known Virtually. As you all know, in March 2020, all the musicians lost their gigs. I ended up over on Twitch. I've talked about Twitch a million times, but this is where I met this beautiful soul. This beautiful soul named Emily McVicker. She's out of Seattle, Washington. I don't remember when exactly we stumbled upon her, uh, but it seems like pretty early on in the Twitch, uh, you know, what what do you want to call it? The Twitch journey? Yeah, the Twitch journey and uh, we immediately hit it off as friends and as mutual um, admirers of each other's talents. She's unbelievably talented on a lot of levels, and she's been a full-time musician for a number of years. I want to start bringing more of my Twitch music people on here, so um, this is one of the first ones that I've met solely through Twitch. I take that back. I take that back. I take that, take that back. I also have Tyson Leslie. He was on... Yes, I met him solely through here. So I I can't say that completely. (laughs) I might have been lying there for a minute, but it doesn't matter. This person, I cannot wait to talk to. I can't wait to bring more of my Twitch musicians on this podcast because we all have pretty interesting stories of how we got to Twitch and what our musical backgrounds are, regardless of where we have been. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the beautiful, the talented, emily mcvick i've already done an intro on you and you I'll, did yeah i did an intro well i mean i always do a little intro to the intro because you're like 95 percent. i think of everybody i've had on here except for the guy i had this flat earth guy on here once <laughs> his <laughs> name flat earth dave and like, I heard him on this other podcast. He's like, I'll be on anybody's podcast. I reached out to him. He's like, all right, tomorrow. How about tomorrow? I'm like, all right, I just did do this. It
1: must be something with people named Dave, because we have a country Dave here that plays country music all over Seattle.
0: Dude, out of his mind. Out of his mind. I mean, he, he just like, I couldn't argue with him because I don't have enough science in me to argue about a globe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been outside of the the atmosphere. I don't freaking know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that like are they gonna pet that would be the biggest lie ever. <laughs> ever. Like how would they hide that for all these years? Like he basically said that Antarctica is this giant ice wall around the earth, right? And then we live in this oh. basin. We live in a basin. <clears throat> you know? That's why no one goes to Antarctica. You can go there in only certain spots, but you don't. So we're surrounded by a giant ice thing called Antarctica, but there's a pathway out of there into other flat earth things. I don't know. It was so bizarre. But anyways.
1: (laughs) You're so gracious to talk about anything.
0: (laughs) I was like, I was up for it, but it was cool. But what I was saying, I think he might be the only other person on here that I've never met in person until you, I've never met you in person. Everybody else. I have everybody else I've known in real life, but you and I, we've never met in real life.
1: Yeah. But it felt like we were sitting next to each other uh, at, at an orientation the other day, like, if we did meet in real life and we had to sit next to each other in school or something, oh, I have a feeling the teacher would have to separate us.
2: <laughs> would
0: totally separate us. But as I was telling my listeners is that you and I cross paths on the wonderful world of Twitch. And I want to start bringing more of my Twitch musician family and everybody else that I've met on there on. So it, it, what are we you know i'm like march 2020 comes and everybody lost our gigs and all of us musicians were like oh shit what are we what are we gonna do what are we gonna do we all ended up on on twitch but i don't remember when we crossed paths because i don't know i started literally march for, march 14th was my first stream when, do you remember the date of your first stream um i had a couple of
1: tests Streams like look, like, I mean, I was ready to like, I was ready to just like go and start streaming like all jankified on my phone as soon as my gigs dried up. But uh, luckily, I had some friends that held me back. They're like, "No, no, no! Like, let's build something nice. Don't it, this is a lot more complicated than you think." It. Is. Yeah. But you know, I remember meeting you. Um. Uh. Probably, maybe in like. June or July maybe because I had just started streaming on Twitch was kind of when I finally got my studio together was July and I met you some, you must have rated into, no, I think we rated into you on somebody's recommendation, but um oh I missed you remember I missed you and you had just raided somebody else
0: that's right you came in and we're like oh we just missed you like wait a minute this isn't I remember that now and you're like wait this isn't this is weird like we're just raided into you but yet we're somewhere else you know which is
1: but your but your mod oversight mod was so nice he's like oh we'll get you back like I was like oh like I'm not even concerned about that um I just wanted to see Joe and then the next day you came into my Facebook show because that's what I kind of had been busy doing with my, my girlfriend Marina and I yeah. had, um, I mean, we kind of felt like we were in the same boat. We left a couple gigs together. And so we're like, let's just get joined forces once a week. And just it's nothing else just to remind people that we exist so that we're not <laughs> forgotten
2: about
0: yeah like but when 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 it when you knew it was going to happen, like I knew a few days like the week of like it was probably the weekend before the thirteenth and I remember playing a few gigs that weekend, and I was just like paying attention to the news and I was watching what was going on. I remember San Francisco like hey they're going down on lockdown and I'm watching this, I'm like, dude, this is coming our way. And I was talking to some of the other musicians in the Syracuse area in my area and I'm like, Man, I, I think we're I think we're gonna be fucked. Like like everyone you gotta be careful and everyone's like, No, 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 we'll restrict it, but us small musicians, you know, I think the bigger tours will get canceled, but I think we'll be all right. I'm like, I I think we're all fucked, you know. So <laughs> you know, I just was spending that whole week kinda getting some things together and then on the thirteenth of March When I knew it was all going to fall apart, I just immediately went to Best Buy and bought a camera and some other stuff. And I spent all day Saturday getting my Twitch stuff together because I've been on K-Rock for, you know, three years doing the morning show twice a week. And we've been using Twitch for a year. So I was already hip to it. I just didn't know any of the technology that went into it. Because I I was ready to kind of make this jump that I'm doing now, like prior to COVID. I was kind of like, hey, I I think I could do well on this platform.
1: You, you know? said that and you you mentioned, uh, I forget when it was, but you, when you, you were fully established on your Twitch channel, I was in your show when you brought up the uh, Facebook memory that Facebook had reminded you and it was like way before COVID or any of that, where you really saw the future of streaming and connecting worldwide that way. Yeah. Which is pretty insightful. I have to say. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was October of 2019, but in my brain I was like, all right, how do I, how do I pump the brakes on something that is literally making my living? And like, how am I going to stop and go do this thing that I have no idea what I'm going to do. And if anyone's going to, show up totally, and yeah. like, you know, just throw away money. And you know, being, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a single guy. I don't have, you know, a second income in my house and, you know, I have a child to support and everything else. So I was like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then I was kind of forced to, you know, so.
1: I, I feel that too. I had a couple of friends that had kind of alerted me to Twitch before all that stuff, but I, I had watched a tiny, tiny bit of people that I supported and um, but I didn't really have time. Cause like you, I was gigging, I was gigging so much, Joe. Like I was always calling my, my friends that teach voice lessons. Like my voice is dying. I am singing seven days a week yeah. or sometimes two gigs a day. And I loved it and I needed it and I was really tired
2: Yeah,
0: you sound sound exactly like me because I was, you know, you and I were probably doing the same amount of gigs. I mean, I think in 2018 and in 2019, I did like 320 gigs or something like that.
2: Oh my God,
0: you're a machine. Yeah, it was insane. And that was like four or five years of like the 300 range. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I love what I do. I mean, we love what I do, but man alive. You know?
1: Well, and, you know, I, even doing Twitch has, doing that and then moving to Twitch, I mean, the it actually showed me some of the importance of, like, goal setting and not scheduling all, I mean, combined with COVID, I mean, just, like, what a crazy time to reset everything, like, have time to set up a Twitch, a Twitch stream and a home studio and be able to do it from there, but... Um, just revamping in my brain. How do I leave space to make sure that I'm growing creatively or growing my business or um, it, in, in not just filling the space that I currently reside in, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, did you, was there a moment when that all hit the fan? You're like, well, I, it was a good run it was a good run time to go get a real job or something like that. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, was there, I mean, I know I had those moments for like a week. I was just like, I freak, freaked out hard.
1: I had a couple of friends that did that or they moved out to the suburbs or something. Um, you know, one thing that was comforting to me, the answer, no, I have never, I've never succeeded as much at other things as music for you know i i have tried other things like <clears throat> when i was in new york i was a caterer i did a lot of nannying for little kids i love working with little kids um i think if like if music became not feasible in a new way again and i was like okay universe you're giving me a sign i think i could go into I think from doing music, I've learned a lot about marketing and business and um, just stewardship, I think. So I I think I could, I would still have to be in a creative role, which might be marketing or something.
0: Yeah. I I thought that too, because I'm like, I haven't worked. I mean, if I had to sit down and fill out a resume right now, (laughs) You know, (laughs) I would be like, "All right, well, from 2001 until now, you have nothing except you were a musician. This is what you've done. Like, I haven't, I haven't had a job that that gave me a paycheck since 2001. It's been 20 years."
2: You
1: know, you just reminded me there was a point last year that I did, I went, I found my old resume, and I edited it to, there was a job that popped up, uh, my friend is a recruiter and she posted about it. And I was like, you know what, I think I could do that job well. And so I filled out my resume and I really heavily considered it. And I never, I spent like all day on my resume, getting it nice. And then I never sent it because I was like, I don't want this job.
0: (laughs) You're like, what am I doing? I can't do this.
1: Well, I think that's the trouble. you know, one of my curses is I think there's a lot of, I mean it really it's a benefit but one of there's a lot of times where I've been like oh I think I could be good at that job and then I get the job and I'm like ugh why did I do that <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do
0: you ever do you ever daydream about like 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 I mean I love music I I don't know what I would do without it but there are times that I, like I daydream about just like you know what this is the the hustle gets hard. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, at the, let's break it apart, man. We're we're just hustlers, man. We're constantly hustling. Like it gets tired. And like part of me is like, man, what we, what would it be like to just have something kind of mindless or something completely different? And I know that every week I'm going to get you know seven hundred and fifty dollars after taxes. You know, like seven hundred and fifty dollars after taxes every week. You know, and have holidays off and and paid vacations and health insurance you know i daydream about this like this summer i drove past one of this most famous ice cream places here in syracuse it's been around for i don't know half a century and the guy's selling it he's retiring i'm like maybe i'll buy maybe i'll buy an ice cream stand maybe i'll just get into ice cream
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what though that is having an ice cream stand is a hustle. Oh, I know is. some people it that fa- fantasize about having a food truck. It's like, that is a hustle. It is you have a to hustle. be selling you and you have to pay your employees and you have to have liability insurance. Like,
0: oh, I know that. And yeah. I know that's what I thought about. And then I actually talked to somebody that knows the guy that was selling the place. I'm like, well, how much does he want for it? And he told me the price. I'm like, I, I kind of like, what? I'm like, I, I could never find that money. <laughs> And I'm yeah, like, I'm like that's a lot of money because it's one of the most successful places around, and you're basically buying the business. It's a turnkey business. As long as you don't fuck anything up, it would make you. <laughs> it literally you you know profit. I think the profit after overhead every year was like two hundred two hundred thousand dollars. But it's a hustle. He's like I'm yeah. here every day at eight in the morning until midnight from May until end of September.
1: Yeah, well, and, you know, the hustle, though, for me, and I'm sure for you, has changed as well, because I used to, you know, in my old life, I was gigging at a different place all the time. So I was always a stranger coming into a room of strangers, and I had to be the host of that night, whether it was like a pub or a bar, and get to know the servers, and I would like try to walk around and meet everybody on my break, like anyone that looked like they wanted to meet me (laughs) and I would, I would pass out mermaid stickers and just try to be this. I'm, you know, normally if I were just in a social situation, I wouldn't be that social and outgoing, but when it was my job, I was comfortable in that role. Yeah. And, um, and Twitch has been so different because I am not performing every night. Like I have, my three designated days for the most part, mm-hmm. unless something crazy happens. And I, I mean, all of the time that I'm not spending like packing and unpacking my gear and then driving these, like, I mean, I used to drive so much and I don't miss it at all.
0: <laughs> do you know how many miles you used to put on your car? You're, Cause I do. I
1: used... Um, I'm a little behind on my taxes. So <laughs> yeah, my, 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 I don't remember. I haven't calculated my mileage.
0: My yearly mileage, because I have an app that calculated my yearly mileage was usually around 20 to 25,000 a year.
1: Holy moly. Joe,
0: that's insane. That was my biggest write-off for taxes. It was my (laughs) mileage, you know, um, but then this past year and a half, two years, my accountant's like, well, we've had to come up with different ways because your biggest write-off is gone because especially 2020, I didn't go anywhere, you know, like it, even my mechanics, like, dude, I only see every six months. I used to see every, you know, two months because you had to get an oil change and, you know, check up everything.
2: Right. But,
0: so, but, you know, that extra time that you were spending driving and all that now is spent hustling at home or coming up with content, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So, and the weird thing about being online is uh, I have so many of the same people that hang out with me once a week, twice a week, three times a week, and, that's really like a compliment to me. And I want to make sure that I'm really serving those people. And I, I can't believe that they keep coming back and that they're <laughs> not like too. tired of watching me. <laughs>
0: I'm like, dude, why do you keep coming back here? Like, you know, I was, at one time I was streaming seven days a week and then I went down to like six and then to five and then to four. Now I'm down to like three designated with like a floating day, depending on what's not, because I have, real life gigs. Plus I have this, I have other stuff. I want to put some energy into, you know, like this podcast and another podcast I want to start and other stuff. So I'm like, I got to pull back a little bit because I'm like, man, aren't you people sick of me yet? Like I'm sick of me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you really do work so hard. And I fill out the time that you have. So, you know, whether if you're sick of you, that, that could be a problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it gets, I mean, it all always gets to that point because I was so excited about Twitch, but now it's, uh, now it's like, okay, cool. Now, how do I balance this world of still playing real gigs? Because the people here in Syracuse are like, man, Hey, we, we miss you. Right. Um, but also, you know, still serving Twitch has just, just become my main source of income. So I can't, you know, completely abandon that and as you and i have seen over the course of a year and a half on twitch almost 2 years for me the abs and the flows mm-hmm. that goes on you have these one months cuz i've talked to other streamers and like man there's you'll have like two months where you're just like man holy crap i can't believe i just made this much money this month they're like what a great money like what a great month this was and then the next month or so it's like man I guess that was cool. I guess that's no one likes me anymore. Like, like it's so weird. It's so weird. But then all of a sudden something happens and it comes flooding back. But you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a different dynamic on there. I love it. For sure. But it's been such a learning experience, you know?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think that's what the, um, the pandemonium taught all of us is, it's important to spread yourself around and not have all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. So, um, keeping your contacts in real life as well as like serving your community on Twitch. I have, uh, thought of that same thing. Um, and I'm just wondering like, okay, now that I have this, this audience on Twitch, what do I do with them? And how do I make sure that I keep growing online? Which, which, the the uh, the nice thing about growing online is like your growth could be infinite. Yes. It's not limited to the amount of people that fit in the room or the amount of people that could be walking by you in a geographical.
0: Right. I mean, there's only so many. You think about it. There's only like, say, <clears throat> let's just say hypothetically, there's 20 venues in your area. Right. And there's mm-hmm. X amount of shows that are at those 20 venues on any given night. Uh, you know, on the weekend. So there's 20 different artists and there's only so many people live in the area. And then out of those people, how many people actually go out? How many people go out? I mean, it starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where, yeah, you're going to go make good money at like, you know, the, the bar, the restaurant, the cafe, the, wherever you're going to play, the venue you're going to play at, but there's a ceiling there. Whereas like Twitch, I mean, if, if the cards are right, you know, you could, there's no ceiling to what you could make in, in a night. You know, right. someone can come well, and, and drop and, you know, drop a couple thousand dollars. just' to like, hey, that was awesome. And then they just disappear. Like, where did that person go? They just gave me <laughs> a thousand bucks. You know, we've all seen that. We've all experienced stuff like that. We're like, what just happened? You know?
1: Well, or even the random reinforcement of getting to meet people like you, like how, how would I have ever get, gotten to run into you? Like with, with both of us being like so hyper focused on our, on our environment. Um, meeting you and Johnny and Heidi and Timmy Timmy Fagan from Nashville and Rachel Grace from California. Yeah, right? Laura, Laura Wiley came to visit me, like Calvin Thomas in Maryland. Like, I feel like I know people in, in every state now yeah. that I might want to go visit.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's the beautiful thing once, I don't know, man, whenever this... who knows if this will ever get back to some kind of normalcy or what it was like before, but like this has made us as musicians, we've always wanted to be able to network. I mean, that was always the, even the D Y I punk tours of like the seventies and the eighties and that whole scene that didn't have radio or couldn't get broken by major labels, how'd they do it? They were literally pen paling people on that west coast and like hey we're gonna look like, can you help us get a couple shows and sleep on the couch so, like that was like old school networking like now as musicians we have networked on twitch like insane insanely fast right you know and it can happen in an instant And next thing you know you're meeting someone on a level like yeah we got playing americans on our wall do you want to write with us you know like johnny and heidi hey do you want to write with us yeah i want to write with you You know?
1: Oh, and you picked up a writing session with them, I thought you said.
0: Yeah, we did. We did one, and that was the closing song on my solo record, because I was almost done with it. I'm like, they're like, what do you need? I'm like, I need one more song, and we sat there for an hour just kind of talking about the content of the album and and, and the vibe of the record. It wasn't a concept record by any means, but um, they just... And then we just got talking and then I, it was really interesting to watch professional writers. Cause I mean, you and I write our songwriters, but not like it's not our living, you know, our living is not songwriting. We're, yeah. perform- we're performers though. Johnny and Heidi are professional songwriters. So to, <laughs> to work with people that are like and working out and very methodical, it was amazing. But it was like, when this thing all comes back, like once we get it all together and it's already starting to happen once a bunch of Twitch musicians they're all getting together and doing shows you know i believe right. wasn't anel and um uh, megan linus all uh, weren't they in seattle not too long ago i believe
1: yeah the four of them came anna Carmella, anel raquel and megan Lennius. yeah and um i was so proud when like going to that show we got like a, a small click of Seattle streamers to go support them and we were all just like, Yeah, go Twitch Music yeah. <laughs> Because they put on such a good show. I mean the songwriting was great. The community was into it and the the engagement was there which I which I have not always seen in in the, the live music scene here. Sometimes people just go on stage like, okay, I'm gonna sing some songs now. And then it's it 's like super introspective and kind of cut off from the audience, yeah, but I love about twitch that that it 's all about the engagement <laughs> and the banter back and forth and yeah. and, and it the, and they were also good live performers, which i didn 't know if they would be yeah well
0: that, that was a, that was a huge concern a number of years ago, like when all those people when, when YouTube started really like breaking musicians. And there was all these people that were getting, you know, viral videos. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden they started, they're like, all right, well, let's book these. Let's start booking these artists. And they started booking them and they were selling out small theaters or big clubs and stuff like that. But then they realized they're like, shit, these these people can't fucking, they can't play live, you know, no, no offense to them, but there was a handful of them that just did not have the chops to be able to do it live. They were great at sitting at home. They were great at being able to like spend two, three days, perfecting that performance, editing it, you know, perfectly sounded, all that stuff. But like when you're live, you know, you're bare bones, you know, like you don't have that ability. And that was a huge thing. And a bunch of those YouTube artists did not, farewell mm-hmm. and it was like all right well what's gonna happen with somebody's twitch artists but a lot of the twitch musicians you know like especially like myself and you and you know we can sit here and name a bunch we're all working musicians prior or a hybrid of the two um there's very right. f- there's very few that are just specifically twitch people there are a few like someone like Tyler labs Tyler just I mean dude Nobody worked hard. And I don't think anyone works harder than that guy. I, really? I, well, did you know that like for, it took him like four years to get partnered four years, maybe five. He literally huh? was streaming for like a year. He's like, I was streaming for a year to like 10 people, five people. And then one week I had like 20 people watch me and I thought it was like the best thing ever. Like he oh, literally, that dude just hustled every freaking day. Like everything he got, he worked his ass off. I talked to other people that watched him grow. They're like, yeah, he was literally streaming to like barely anybody, you know? Wow. So you see some people like that, but like, yeah, you're right. It's like to see Anna and and now and Megan and, and Raquel do that and then do their thing in person and have that because what we learned, I mean, I don't know if you felt this way, but there's a lot of times at my gigs, even still. Or I'm just, I'm background noise. I'm just providing a vibe to the room. I'm not, I could go an entire gig without talking to anybody or having anyone ask me for a song. I'm just playing for three hours, just doing my thing, right? Mm-hmm. But on Twitch, yeah. like after every song or even during your song, you're engaging with a couple hundred people, 20 people, 30 people, thousands <laughs> of people. You know, it's changed. It's changed the way I perform for sure. Right.
1: Yeah. And which frankly suits me because I, even when they hire me for back. That was one of my disclaimers. Like when booking, like just, you know, I'm not good background music. If you're looking for background music, you should pick somebody else. (laughs) I like all the attention on me. Thank you. Oh,
0: you're going to be that person. Like, Hey, what are you doing over there? Table 12, you know, like, you know, and, and rope them in. Right.
1: Yeah. I want to be like, Hey, this is not TV. I can see you back. (laughs) I do that. And you know what?
0: I've always gauged the gig on just kind of reading the room. And sometimes I do that. And sometimes I'll try to engage right. the people without ever talking to them. I'll like look at a table. <laughs> right. And I will like, sing, I will sing to them and I'll try to figure out what they like. Right. I'm like, I'm going to go around. And I'm like, I'm going to get those people to sing along with me somehow. I'm going to find a song. And I'm like, not to judge them, but I'm going to try to like, Read them and see what kind of music they like, and next thing you know, I rope them in that way, you know, and I'll oh. and then I'll go to the next table and I'm gonna try to do that, and next thing you know, you turn them towards you, and then you start engaging with them, you know, it's 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 a really good, I mean, doing as long as I have and you have, it's a social experiment at at its finest.
1: Totally. It kind of keeps it that it's that part of it keeps it really fresh for me for sure. But then you know, other times I remember this one time, like this was like the best example. I used to perform at the airport once a week, which was it was kind of like performing on Twitch because you could meet anybody at the airport on a given day at the
0: Seattle airport.
1: Yeah, the SeaTac airport.
0: No way, that's awesome.
1: It was it was so fun. Um and there was this one time that I I was performing and when I was setting up there was this like really cranky man in the very like super close to me, like spitting distance away. Oh no. And (laughs) can't say that during after post pandemonium, but (laughs) he was so close and he just had this like cranky look on his face and I'm just like so I'm like sorry, I'm about to sing into your face. And he Sat there for like two hours or two and a half hours, like most of my set, and and at the end of the set, he came up and he had some of the nicest things to say. He dropped a hundred dollar bill in my guitar case and he signed my email list. And I just, I read him so either I read him wrong or just it just did not match.
0: Or nor you just. (laughs) You, you want them over because I mean I don't know how many times I've been setting up for a gig and people are giving me like the stink eye. They're like oh my god here comes this musician because when s- people look at me especially like when I come rolling in all tatted out you know like big beard and stuff like that and you know the people are like what is this gonna be you know what are we getting ourselves into or they think they oh my god it's gonna be super loud and you see like they'll go to the waitress or the hostess and they'll ask to like get Moved, you know, because like, oh, we don't want to be this close to music and it's gonna be loud and blah blah blah. And like, you know, you watch that, you know, and then you start feeling like, oh my god, you know, it starts giving you this weird vibe, but at the same time, you're like, you know what, I'm gonna win these motherfuckers over somehow, (laughs) some way, I'm gonna do it, you know, right? But yeah, it's like, because people forget that even though. They're not looking at us, they may be listening to us. We see everything. We see everything. <laughs> and a lot of times I'm on autopilot because I've played songs so many friggin' times that I can hear their conversations. Right. Which is huh. very interesting too. But then I'll do that and I'll hear them talk about like the song I'm playing or music that they're thinking about, or they'll get talking about it and then I'll play a song that they're t- they were just talking about. And they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, like I heard it, <laughs> but it's really
1: like I'm just magic. I really heard it.
0: Yeah. I really, I'm telling that, you know, and I tell sometimes I'm like, you know, I hope you guys all know if you're sitting really close to me, I can hear your conversations. And they're
2: like,
0: <laughs> which I've overheard some pretty wild stuff over the years too. So
2: I can imagine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, it, I mean, so going forward, do you see you ever not doing Twitch or do you just see this new hybrid model or it, it's going to be ever evolving, but you're always going to have Twitch now? I don't see myself never not twitching, you know?
1: Yeah, I do see. Well, I, I see maybe a little bit of both. I do see some um, a little bit of an endless project. I mean, even. Uh, I see. I I get to little like accelerations where I get my studio the way I want it. I get my show looking the way I want it. I'm like, okay, this is good. I can coast on this for a while. And then (laughs) a month later, I'm like, I need a new camera angle. I need a new overlay. I need to drop some new merch. It's like, it is kind of a constant project. And, you know, I, I love Twitch. I'll do it. um, I definitely see doing it for the next couple of years. And I, I see myself continuing to do, media and content creation um we'll just see if twitch can keep up with youtube i think because
0: yeah because i have a i mean there's other platforms that have come along i know that prisca do you remember prisca no she she was she was a musician um out of atlanta and she was uh on Twitch for a while. I don't know if she was on Twitch anymore, but she was part of the Risky Biscuits band. She was sitting in with them. And she's oh. she's a legit, like, I mean, she was, uh, uh, Ben Folds, when Ben Folds would go out and do a solo tour, she would be the singer for Ben Folds. And she works with all these, you know, big touring acts down there. She works with Mark Martell, who's like the the queen guy, and, and a Fleetwood Mac thing, and a Pink Floyd. But she jumped over, wow. and she's doing some other... I think it's called volume or something like that. There's another platform that it's just for musicians and she's over there. I got approached by the people at volume trying to like court me over from Twitch. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah.
1: I've had, I've had some emails like that too, like come stream on our platform and I just have to ask like, well, what do you offer on this platform? Like the the beauty of Twitch is I've been able to grow an audience on there. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of willing to go where the audiences are, and we'll and um we'll just see if they stay on Twitch. That's kind of one reason I like lately. I have really tried to invest in my YouTube channel. So over the past couple of months, I've been putting out a, a video a week, um, talking about looping and breaking yeah, I saw apart.
0: That. And you had songs. one of them. You had one of them do really well. Like you're like, holy crap! I got one that was like, you know, and I mean, wasn't viral, but I mean it was better than like, Hey, I got a hundred views. You got thousands of views, which is like, that's progress. Right.
1: Well, yeah. So I, yeah, so I really hard, I think as a musician to target your market, like, well, who likes you? I'm like, I don't know. Just people that like me, like me, but <laughs> <Right>. that's, <laughs> I, I was trying to go after other musicians and musicians that were interested in like music technology and how to apply it to performance. Cause I, I see it. I've worked a lot in partnership with local guitar stores and stuff. And I see some of the products that they're selling. And I think a lot of them are really impractical for performance. And some people I think just like to play in their basement, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think the product should still be, the product should be modeled after people that are performing. Right. And so I've demoed products for, for, for stores. And then, so I figured I'm like, well, I should just demo my own products and explain what I'm thinking about and why I do the things that I do. And then, um, boss released and they, they announced that the new RC 600 pedal is going to come out, which is basically my pedal, but 10 years, better technology. Nice. Just a current, a current version. So yeah, I luckily I had a free day that day and I dropped all the other things I was planning to work on and I just made that R C six hundred video. And so since it was relevant, yeah. it uh it got a lot of views. And I also got a bunch of our Twitch friends like reached out to me. Like the first person was Matt Walden. He's like, I was just searching for the info on this pedal and your video popped up.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Well then you're like, oh, cool, the algorithm is it is working. I mean, 'cause that's that's really the 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 thing on YouTube. It's like how do you get Virality on there. How do you get uh reach and and a lot of it? It's like you got to be on top of what like is trending, you know, and not just like hey, I'm going to do a cover of a 10cc song from 1979, which I really think is awesome. I'm going to kill it, but like how <laughs> many people are out there like hey, man, I'm looking for a 10cc cover right now, you know? So it may not be in the yeah. algorithms, but um, yeah, it's it's going well, to be it- it's going to be interesting for sure
1: there's, there's that aspect of it, right. Of like doing, making sure the content you're creating is current. But then I was so moved that Matt reached out to me. I was like, Hey, uh, would you like to schedule a zoom conversation with me that I can record? And maybe we can, I can include it. Like you can be part of my looping series of like us talking shop together. And he was down and so we recorded it the next day. And it was sh- like, so there's a, the the marketability of the videos, but then there's also like remembering to call upon the connections that we have, right? <laughs> um, and that video uh, like one of my like almost my second best video. It's just him him and me chatting about what we do, why we do it, and what we're looking forward to in like some of the future stuff. And then recently this week, I'm going to have one coming out talking to Sashi Boom, who I don't know if you. Have you connected with her yet?
0: On no, no. I know the name. I think I stumbled upon she, her at some point. Yes, for sure.
1: She, fabulous. She's an Indonesian uh, cruise ship musician who married a woman from Nebraska, and so or she was a, her her wife is an aerialist. Like she just has this crazy. What a crazy! How,
0: how, okay, so, so <laughs> did you say Indonesian?
1: She's. Yeah, so she was from Indonesia, got recruited to, sing, to play guitar and sing on Celebrity. So I, I connected with her because I had also gotten cruise ships on Carnival Cruise Lines. Right. Not as a soloist. I was in a band. but <clears throat> um, So I wanted to chat to her about that. And she also does flute. And she literally got called away from the ship uh, because of the pandemonium. She got sent home. And so now she's in Nebraska doing Twitch, live looping. So our interview
2: comes
0: out this week. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I mean, getting back to it, like it's really going to be interesting to see. I mean, the one thing that I've noticed definitely over the past year is how much Twitch music has grown. And I especially talked to people that have been on the platform like, hey, man, I remember when there wasn't even a musician category. We were just like in no man's land. You know, there wasn't, you know, we didn't have subscriptions or like all the things that we have now didn't exist. But, um, right before everything hit the fan, uh, Twitch went and hired, I think the guy that's heading up Twitch music is a guy that was one of the big wigs over at Spotify and they courted him over. And, you know, I can definitely say that month after month, there is constant. You know, people like Rasture and all those people that are a part of Twitch music, they are mm. very, you know, gung ho and making sure that us musicians in the musician category grows and taking care of the people that are, you know, the top tier performers and helping that grow. I can, I can definitely see where they're headed. And I mean, with Twitch, they have Amazon money. So, I mean, if they play their cards right, it's going to be very tough for anybody to come in and. Overthrow them. It would have to make. It would have to be a company with equal amount of just endless amounts of money to be able to throw at it. You know. Yes. So it's. I gonna,
1: hope so. I love it.
0: Me, I love me, me too. Twitch. Me too. And I, and and that's the reason why I haven't like jumped and done even like one performance on another platform because they have been so good to me you know putting us in 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 the acceleration programs or giving us opportunities for front page or the open mics or the um you know all the stuff that they've had on there it's been really cool and it's like every week there's something new you know so yeah. i hope they keep pushing that forward and i'm really hoping that twitchcon ha- happens next year you know next october cuz i can't wait you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, then you'll meet me in person and discover how tall I am.
0: Why are you? Sh- are you super tall?
1: No, oh. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> well, did... you know the the few Twitch musicians that I've met is the. the uh, I just get surprised. I just never. You just never know how tall people are. Well,
0: really. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I noticed that when I was in my band and we started playing, you know, some of the bigger cities, and it really was more than anything we started playing Hollywood and. and uh, you know, I don't know if it was the first time we played Hollywood. The second time, the first time we played Hollywood, we played at the House of Blues, which is no longer there. And then a second, and then we spent like a few days there. But I think it was really when we played the Troubadour a couple months later, which like I was freaking out about playing the Troubadour because I mean, shoot, I mean that's where the Eagles started. I mean, everyone started the. I mean, it's the whiskey, then the Troubadour, like the two most legendary clubs and that night yeah. there was just celebrity after celebrity coming to the club because they were not not to see us but the band we we're opening for it was one of those nights but it was really shocking like when you're know, like my manager's like hey you know so and so is here you when you want to meet him I'm like yeah i turn around and i'm like holy crap they're really short <laughs> like i thought you were taller you know like or you'd see like a celebrity from a movie like when i met seth green we're in this like uh diner in new york city he's like five foot one you know he's Super small, but it's like because you have no relativity of like how tall people are. And but then I met Duff from Guns N' Roses because my manager was managing him at the time. And I turn around and Duff is like 6'3 and he's like, holy crap, he's super tall! You know, it's yeah, that's the weirdest thing is when you actually meet someone in person, you're like, oh my god, now I know how tall <laughs> that's such a funny You're right, it's totally right. It,
1: it's just just a, just a three dimensional <laughs> application of right. we all have these two dimensional relationships with each other.
0: <laughs> yeah no twitchcon is great i remember i don't know if uh it might have been the last breakout you might have the one that you slept through and emily and i were and let's refer it to this because some of these people may not know what the hell we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast just a reminder the just show podcast is brought to you by eja moving services located out of utica rome area they helped move me a couple years ago they were fantastic check them out EJAMoving.com at 315 335 0516. The Just Show podcast is brought to you by the Royal Auto Group and salesman supreme, Jason Allen. He knows how to make a deal. Trust me, he's a good buddy of mine. I've seen him do it. You guys looking for something new, something pre owned, something new to you? Take the short drive down 81 to Cortland, New York to the Royal Auto Group. They have four different franchises there. They have Chevy, they have Buick, they have Nissan, they have Subaru, and they have many lenders for any credit situation. Their service is open for all your vehicle needs as well as the state-of-the-art body shop. So stop down and see Jason today. theroyalautogroup.com or find Jason on Facebook and tell him that Just Joe sent you. The Royal Auto Group, home in the no-hassle, razzle-dazzle, $400 referral fee. This is just a reminder that the Just Joe Podcast is brought to you by Advantage Hardwood Floors Incorporated. 315-463-0674 for all your hardwood floor needs. Uh, Twitch had this thing. It was like a Twitch partner. I don't What the hell did they call it? Twitch. Twitch, they called it a tour. But. A Twitch tour. And it was basically, they hosted a bunch of us who are partners on our Partners that have the purple check mark and all that stuff. And we're in there watching seminars. It was like we went to the seminar to learn different things. But uh, I don't want to bore you with any of that stuff that who's listening. But we had these little breakout rooms. where like, hey, we're going to go into this room with these other streamers. And you're going to talk to each other. And you, you network. And Emily, I think, fell asleep and missed the last breakout session.
1: <laughs> well, thanks to you. I caught the second half of it. <laughs>
0: You're like, oh my God, I fell asleep. And me, well, I was I was like my body was like feeling super fucked up that day. I had COVID that was like I had COVID for two days. Like the next day is when I tested positive for COVID. So like that whole day when that was going on, I'm like, man, I feel like crap. I gotta, oh. I gotta do a, I gotta do a stream tonight. And it was such a weird day. It was such a weird day, but like come to find out that was why I fell off. Cause I had freaking COVID and you know, so,
1: but what, I learned about that in your last, your previous podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Like I,
0: I, I had COVID, but anyways, so, um, but in that last breakout I had Tyler Levs in the room and we and we all got talking. We're like, Hey man, we can't wait to meet everybody at TwitchCon and like and Tyler's like, I went to TwitchCon, you know, and we're like, No way, like, tell us about it and he was like and he was only an affiliate at the time, so he didn't have like when you're a partner you get access to s- certain other things and he's like, I didn't get to do this and that but he's like it and he's like it was such an amazing experience. And he said, and we're like, well, is there jam sessions? He's like, yeah, man, there was this like room set up with all these instruments. And at the, by the time everything was unwinding, everyone was having drinks and it turned into this like six, seven hour, like jam session with all these Twitch musicians and everyone would get up. I'm like, Oh dude. He's like, yeah. He goes, can you imagine what it's going to be like now? Because so many musicians came to the platform during the pandemic that like, you know, the game, it, he's like, the game, it's upped itself. There was great musicians on before, but now there's so many amazing musicians because I can't imagine what it's going to be like the next time around, you know?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't even know what I would want to experience there, but if everybody was in the same town for a day, it's like, I feel like I would want to schedule like, okay, breakfast with Joe,
0: right, Like how
1: lunch gonna, with Rachel Grace. <laughs> like,
0: like how are we going to make it all I'm like, I'm going to have to do all these things in like three friggin' days. Like how are we going to do this? You know, but, but Twitch might be doing something at, have you ever been to South by Southwest?
1: No, oh you probably have Oh,
0: many times, many, I think the, fir- the first year we went was 2002. Uh, and it was still, I mean, South by Southwest has grown immensely since then, but we went there and that's how we um, got our first booking agent and stuff like that. We played a couple of showcases down there, but, and then I've gone back as just a fan a handful of times and didn't play, just went and, and did it. But rape right in 2020, they had, Twitch was going to have a panel. Megan was going to be one of the speakers. They had all this stuff. Um, but I did speak to Raster and Raster's like, yeah, we do have plans for South by Southwest because I've already booked it. I'm going I'm going, it's in March and it's always on my birthday. So I'm going from the 15th until the 21st. i already got my flight booked. I already got my, my lodging done. So it's just a matter of all that stuff. So I'm hoping that Twitch, you know, does some stuff because the music side of that, that festival for the five or six days that it goes on is it's, it's an orgy of music. I guess that's the best way to put it. (laughs) Like anybody you want to see, like, You'll be in a club and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you know, John Mellencamp just showed up. He's gonna play a set. We're like, What? You know? It's so uh, cool. are you
1: scheduled to play this March? Uh, not yet, but
0: I'm sure I mean I have a lot of friends in Austin. I have a ton of friends in Austin. And I connected do you met have you met Mandy Prater? Oh yeah. Yeah, she's in Austin. So she's an Austin musician and she plays a lot of the clubs that I hang out with down there that I hang out at down there. You know, and she's like, yeah, Aww. let's connect. So, like, my, my, I mean, I like to just go and be a fan, but I would also like to, to play, especially if there's going to be more of us Twitch people that are going to be showing up, you know.
1: That's a great idea.
0: You should look into it. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Plus, have you ever been to Austin?
1: Um, only once. I did this, I was, like, on a really weird tour of a, children's production of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, and I was in Austin for like three days. But that's all.
0: Yeah. It's it's if someone said you can move anywhere, have the life that you have here, you know, cost of living, all that taken care of and everything would be set up like you wouldn't I would move to Austin in a heartbeat. Oh, I, I love It's my favorite city by far. Not only because of the music, but the arts, the city, the vibe, the food, the food. Oh really? I mean, that's where food trucks like started. Really, you know, that's (laughs) like that's that's the thing. And there's just you know there's barbecue and like I mean, if you want to spend the day, you can shoot up to Dallas, you can shoot down to San Antonio, you can go to Houston. It's very centrally located.
1: Oh, I'm looking at the map right now.
0: Because I mean, if if you're not within, I mean, I remember when we were on tour, you'd be in Texas for like a week. It's I don't (laughs) think people realize how big. Texas is like from, from, from the corner, from Texarkana to El Paso is a 13 hour drive. Like if you got, (laughs) if you got, if you got in your car and drove South from Seattle, where would you, how, where would 13 hours get you?
1: It would get you almost to, it could get you to maybe, wait, maybe San Francisco, San Jose. Yeah.
0: I mean, if I drove 13 hours, I'd be in Raleigh.
1: Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah,
0: thirteen hours would get you to Raleigh. So like, well,
1: your states are a lot more closer together.
2: Yeah, we have
0: closer together states. I mean, California is gigantic, you know, and you know, Seattle, Washington State, and Oregon are pretty big. But like, but yeah, you would. Yeah. That's how vast Texas is. So like, if you're not in that like little hub where Dallas and Austin and everything is, it gets very like, oh my god, we're driving forever, you know.
1: If I drove thirteen hours north, I would just be in no man's land, tundra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you? Ever, so, are you are you playing real life gigs now? Are you doing more real life gigs, IRL gigs? Which is like such I never said that stuff before, but now I tell the people I'm like, "What? What do you mean? I, what's IRL mean?" I'm like, in real life, you know. Are you?
1: Well, are, you can't say live because it's all live.
0: Yeah, right. It is.
1: <laughs> um, I. Well, in this summer, I was really fortunate to have, I mean, I had a ton of weddings booked with my, with the big Mm bands. And so we did one or two of those a week, but those have slowed down and I have a couple independent things booked. So my next one is December 4th at, um, there's a Gunita's pub here in town, but I, but it's like such a simple gig. There's no cover. It's at four. 20 in the afternoon.
2: Oh, nice.
1: And, um, and there's <laughs> like, I love it though. Cause they have the budget for music and kids can come and dogs can come. <laughs> nice.
0: That's, I mean, that's the big thing is that as I've transitioned over the years, a lot of my gigs in the early part of just Joe, I mean, just Joe started as uh, a side thing. It was not even just Joe. It was called brand new Joe. Cause I was in brand new sin and I would come home. Oh. I would come out come home after tours or in between tours. And I, you know, my other guys would be like, well, I got to go paint houses or, you know, they would be all working odd jobs until we went back on the road, just to make enough money to get us back out on the road again. And me, I was like, I don't, I don't want to get up and work a job. You know, I'm watching these guys. So I started playing, doing my piano thing around town so everybody like well i we can't just call it you know the best way to it's like oh joe from brand new saying oh brand new joe that became like the thing so but in the early days of doing that um, most of my gigs were you know night gigs at, at at bars even in the week it would start at nine ten o'clock at night now mm-hmm. now i'm playing more my my crowd is grown up they have kids Some of them have grandkids. So I try to just play places that are all ages or, I mean, New York state has become a gigantic place for breweries and wineries. Mm. So there's so many, I mean, I have one, I have a bottle shop up the street that serves um, 85 different craft beers. I have a brewery literally down the, down the street, the other way. I have another brewery up the street I have another huge one that's like ten minutes away. I mean, we're just surrounded by them. All of them are doing music, and all of them are f- family friendly and dog friendly, so they're awesome. I love those gigs, and they're like, "Hey, it's one to four on a Saturday." We're like, "Sweet, right?" I'm exactly. home and in my pajamas, you know. Like, I don't want to be well, out until it- two o'clock in the morning anymore. But I can't.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with. I mean, I don't know. I maybe a little a little bit sometimes is fine, but I'm kind of glad to not have to be that all the time. No. And, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I've experienced exactly kind of the way that you've experienced, like touring with your own band and having a label and, um, and doing like real music venues. Like I've never really done that because in kind of the, the climate that I, have that I, have been in in seattle i just haven't found a way to i never make money at
0: those kinds of shows no it's it's hard i mean and we never made money in brand new sin you know like we're always an opening band we rarely headline unless it was a market that we did well in like chicago we did always did well in raleigh there was you know pocket markets where we could go and headline but for the most part we had to go but you know for the most part we got paid like two three hundred bucks as an opener three, four, well, five hundred and like six people in the band, gas money. I mean, that money was spent before we even got to the gig, you know?
1: Right. And I, you know, I don't, I don't really see a future. Like I, I don't really see that style of music. I don't see how it can succeed because um, b- because people never, they don't go to a whole show anymore. Like the reason you would collaborate with bands like that is you would share an audience or whatever, but what it really does, I think is just split. It just splits the budget into three and nobody stays for the whole show. And it's hard to get your music heard that way. Yeah. I don't
0: know. No, it's, it's yeah, so much has changed. Cause everyone's like, do you miss touring? I'm like, I mean, I miss the aspects of, waking up in a different town every day and meeting all these new people and like experiencing like oh my god this is you know this you know we, we played about every club that you could imagine you know uh all the famous clubs so it was like cool to see the history and 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 get into that but i didn't miss like the fact that i was like so fucking broke. I was so broke. So <laughs> broke. Uh, eating like crap. Constantly drunk, you know, because everyone always wants to buy drinks every night because that's their night to go out, you know, to a concert. But every night's that way. So there's certain things that right. I don't. I always love coming to Seattle. We played Seattle often. I think the first time we played Seattle was oh, two with motorhead. Oh, and we, wow. play, we played a club called the catwalk. I'm sure it's not there anymore. I'm sure the building might be there. Was downstairs.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and then I don't we, know it. And then we also played uh, the Crocodile Cafe a couple times.
1: Which, oh yeah, you know I think they just moved, but they're still around.
0: Yeah, that was owned by a woman who it was married. I don't know if she's still married, but she's married to Peter Buck from REM. And that was it. Oh, wow. Was a super cool club. Like we played there in 02 in July and we're sitting in the back bar like where the bands were hanging out and the woman came up and introduced herself she's like I got your drinks for us tonight and we started talking and 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 she goes yeah you know well you know my husband my husband I'm like well who's your husband she goes well Peter Buck I'm like what from R.E.M. she goes yeah that's my husband I'm like no shit (laughs) and then we also played Studio 7 a handful of times okay um, which was like some greasy little rock club that was down next to railroad tracks (laughs) somewhere like I never knew where the hell I was in some of these cities you know like, like, oh, I know I don't I'm, know where I am I'm
2: surprised
1: you remember these as,
0: much, as well as you do well I remember I may not remember exactly where we were in the cities but I have this photographic memory of all the places that we played so wow um, but yeah I always loved it up there. Seattle was in Seattle in the Northwest is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been for sure and yeah. I always love the vibe up there. It very much reminded me of home because of the weather more than anything. I mean, Seattle is just very gloomy all the time. Where Syracuse, <laughs> I think Syracuse and Seattle have the same amount of sunshine days, days of sunshine or whatever a year. But we oh, just, is that right? yeah, I think we we're pretty low on that. Uh, but you guys just experience more rain, whereas we just we're the snowiest city in America. So um, no city gets more snow than we do. <laughs> that crazy
1: oh i didn't know that yeah we we don't really get much much snow. just yeah a lot of gloom
0: but yeah but i mean <laughs> getting back to it it's like but yeah the, the 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 possibilities that came out of this whole pandemic for people like me and you which could have went horribly wrong um you and i wouldn't have this conversation right now i wouldn't have had the opportunities i'd still be doing i don't know if anything would have changed for me i don't think right or it would have taken a long time to make the changes that I've wanted to make in my life, not just professionally, but personally, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, thank God we found a place like this, you know, to, to get there because if not, man, you know, I've, I don't know what I'd be doing. I honestly don't know. I I don't know what I'd be. doing. I've been doing this for like I said, twenty years. I don't know. I don't know what I. But would you
1: wouldn't be doing. have time to do all those five Ks.
0: Yeah, that exactly. You've been doing. I, I did one. I did one right before I got it. And that was the thing I did right before I called you before this this podcast. Like, because I'm finally feeling back to like, um, where I can work out. Because I mean, COVID, luckily COVID didn't like. Uh, Luckily, I was, you know, I'm going to say this and I mean, I'm thanked I was vaxxed. I'm thank God that I was, I've always kept myself healthy uh, and it was pretty mild case, but I could see that how that could have gone really bad. I could feel it in my body. So like, I've been very kind to my body over the past week or two coming back into it. And this week I finally feel back. To my normal self so I went to the gym this morning and ran a 5k and it's the first time I've done a double workout since before COVID.
1: oh man so no it's it's no joke even um my good friend wonder who lives in Arizona she streams on twitch too actually with wonder truly even though I met her playing on a cruise ship a long time ago um but she she's fully vaxxed she got COVID so bad. I think she's been laid out for two weeks and she's still late. She's still in bed.
0: Yeah. It it definitely knocked me. It slowed me down. Like I just, here's the fucked up thing is like, I took a week off <laughs> right before that. And then it came back <laughs> and then like two, so I'm like, all right, I'm ready to stream again. And then I'm like, Pff, and then I'm like, Oh no, you're going to have another week off. I'm like, you know, and in our minds as as a musician, like if we're not working, man, we're not making any money. So I was like ah, two weeks without any, you know, income of, of any sort. I'm like, oh, my God, this is not right. But it's also the universe's way of like, hey, dude, why don't you slow the fuck down? <laughs> you know, because <Right. laughs> I mean, as as hustlers, you and I could if we wanted to, we would just work 24. 24- There's always something you and I could be doing. Right
1: right you always have projects that are unfinished
0: you know but i mean i thank god i have i have an amazing moderating team i have a great mod team i mean and i you you know and they i mean they're doing stuff without me even like hey and they come to me like hey what about this this and this i'm like holy shit you know it's like i've been very blessed you know and i'm just like oh my god i don't I don't, because everyone's like, well, do you pay these people? Like, where do you get these moderators? Like, have you, how many times have you had the conversation with people and you're trying to explain to them what the fuck Twitch is? And then you start getting, then you start saying all this stuff and like, wait, 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 what? Who bits and who, where do these moderators come from? (laughs) Like, what, where are these people? Like, does Twitch give them to you? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, who are they? I'm like, I don't know some of them. I don't even know what they look like, you know? (laughs) they're like yeah. they just do this for free I'm like yeah and they're like wow I'm like yeah I don't I wish I could pay them I do I I hope someday maybe I can you know like I don't know they ever feel that well, way I,
1: I have two moderators and I have not met either of them Um, but they are so I mean Lisa Sharp and Murdy they've been so generous and especially Murdy like Murdy has been with me since um since I first got monetized since and he taught me what a moderator was, and he has not missed a single stream. It's amazing,
0: wow. yeah i uh, mean, I, <laughs> I didn't have any moderators at first, like I'm like, I'll just do this myself and then like I think it was like the third stream we started getting like you know bots or spammers coming in and and one of my buddies early on. Um, tacked out TV. He was one of my early moderators and he was really hip to like Twitch, like he had been a gamer for years. So he offered Ooh. a lot of insight in the beginning stages. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, this is what goes on. So he's like, Moderate me. I'm like, I don't know how to, how do I moderate? I'm in the middle of a stream going, How do I moderate you? You know, like, and then we, I just added a bunch of people, but you know, uh, oh, I, do I, do I know any of my moderators in person? Uh, one. One of them I know was was a friend of mine um, prior to this. I had played his wedding, and I've known him in person. We've gone to concerts together. On another one of my moderators, I've met in person, but I didn't know her prior to the pandemic. Uh, I only met her because she came on the Twitch and said, "Hey, you're in my hometown." I've met her in person, but like
1: Canadian Carla,
0: I've never met Carla. (laughs) Oh, you haven't. She's so sweet to me. I know she's she's she, she came on board. Um, all these people, I hope everyone is following our conversation, but this is the crazy thing that happens at Twitch. You have these people that are moderators and moderators are, uh, they keep the, I mean, if we, as musicians, if we had to moderate our everything, our, our song list and, and keep stuff going in the chat and the bots and everything else, you would never have a time to actually play any songs. <laughs> you know and stay on top of it so these people kind of come in and like i have a couple people that's all they do is my song list because my song list is expansive you know it's and so people get overwhelmed so like you know so you have all these people that come in and kind of keep everything copacetic making sure that someone doesn't come in and cause because there's there's evil people there's really bad people on the internet and they exist in twitch too so um
1: um. I did get a chance to meet when I went to the Anel, the Anel Raquel and the Carmela Megan Linia show. Um, I did get to meet Anel's moderator drove, a, drove in some Wenatchee and his, his screen name is pre-fight donut.
2: Which uh, is yeah, a big of course, one of, pre-fight, yeah, I
0: mean, pre-fight, <laughs> pre-fight's, uh, Halo scenes main moderator as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, such a nice guy with the best screen name and just getting to meet him in person and he would probably be super embarrassed to know that i was that i brought him up at all but <laughs> he just had such a good, like a good spirit and he didn't want any credit or like any attention on him no. He just wanted to facilitate a good time and and facilitate people having good experiences with music and i just Thought I had never met a more pure person. Yeah,
0: I think that's what it is when we, when you find those right moderators. They're there just because they are not only a fan of you, but they just like really enjoy that world and being a part of things. You know. Yeah. Um, and so many people are like I mean they're pro mods. I mean pre fights. I mean handling Halo You know, thousand people at a, every time a clip, and you know, and I mean. And Nell and I started streaming on the same day, literally the same day, you know, and her and I met like that, that second stream, both of our second streams. I think we stumbled upon each other and to watch wow. her grow the way she did is unbelievable. It's so awesome, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, she just blew up. I mean, I think she's at like 50,000 followers at this point. It's
1: well, and she is uh, getting to meet her in real life was such a joy because she's so She's just so, um, tactical and holistic about everything she's doing. Like it, she's thoughtful and smart and, um, it, it was, it was a real honor to get to meet her
0: yeah, I mean, in real life. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, not only to meeting you, but just so many other people. We've had a couple of Twitch get togethers here in Syracuse with the people that are fans from Syracuse. Um, oh. and I've, uh, one of my, one of my bigger supporters, her name's Lisa seven, one seven. I know her in real life because I've been playing her. She manages a bar and restaurant that's up on the lake on Lake Ontario here and in, in outside of Syracuse. I've been playing her place for a number of years. So she jumped on board. So every time I played up there, she's always done this little Twitch get together for the people that are local and, uh. It's, it's so cool. You know, it's so cool when you, uh, when you get to get those, all the people together. And I remember the first time they all got together and none of those people had met each other in person. And I'm sitting there, (laughs) I'm sitting there looking at this table, especially the second one we did. I think we did one in July and a couple of couple of people came up. One of the, one of my big supporters drove up from, from the Carolinas to spend the weekend up here and catch a couple shows and like just, you know, meet some of the other people. And I'm sitting here looking, I'm looking at this table, of like 20 people. And I'm like, these people all would have not known who each other were. If it wasn't for me being on Twitch, like they've all gained friendships in, and they're all sitting at this table, just having fun and laughing. And like, we're making inside jokes because we have this other little world. And it was like, man, this it's beautiful. You know, I can't wait until things peel back a little bit more. And that happens more. Like what if Twitch, like hypothetically, what if Twitch said, okay, we're going to have like three or four different tours going at one time. We'll spot, we'll, you know, sponsor it, put everybody on like a tour bus together, hit all these venues and every venue. They have a tech person from Twitch sitting there, you know, getting the whole thing. And they're just streaming it the Twitch music and they put us out on the road, you know, that could, be a thing, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be nuts. I would, I just hope that they, they would have to have a really big bus to facilitate all of our cats.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you only have one cat, right? Yeah, but everybody's got one or two. <laughs> I don't have any, but last night we were saying I that. I know, I know. Last night we should, I have a mouse in my house and I he's been bugging me for like a year. I can't I've had different traps. I can't get them the other night. I was laying in bed and I heard something in my nightstand and I was like, what the, f-? and I went like that and the thing jumped out of like where my books are. And, oh my God. And, and I, you know, I mean, anybody when they see a mouse, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, you you jump, even though it's like, man, this thing can't do anything to me. And I went last night it's like, dude, you should just get a cat. You should get a cat. You should get a cat. <laughs> I'm like, is there a place called Ren a cat? Like someone that they come over and I rent a cat for like two days. It kills the mouse and I give the cat back and I'm like Ren a cat.
1: You could, maybe you could just foster an adult cat for a while and see. <laughs> That's and it. then if you like it, you can keep it. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and let's talk about the whole other thing. And, and this would be a good kind of way to wrap up is, um, how, this is the one thing I love about Twitch. You never know what each night is going to bring. You, you have no idea. You're like some nights you're like, well, I think it's going to be a pretty chill night, you know, probably just see my regulars and stuff like that. And (laughs) the next thing you know, you get raided by someone, you got 2000 people in there that come out of nowhere. (laughs) And then you get nailed with all these other raids. And next thing you know, you're like, Oh my God, this isn't what I expected the night to be. And then you also have those nights where you're playing music, but these conversations get going within your chat. And you just start laughing your ass off because of just, I mean, you're taking people from literally all around the world from all walks of life. Uh huh. And we don't know what these people look like. We don't know their skin color, their sexual orientation, their upbringing, anything like that. All we see is these beautiful souls that show up. That's it. Like right. we don't have to see that. And you get to have these crazy conversations Right. You know, I mean, isn't, isn't, I mean, what are your, you know, give me, I mean, you you agree with me on that. I don't really know what, what kind of question <laughs> totally. I'm asking you right now, but you know.
1: Well, I think what you're saying, like, I agree that there's like a, a bit of a beauty in um, the anonymity and also just the, um, the amount of connection people that, that could be so different have also so much in common Yeah. and, and through, and through your music. I mean, even I'm sure you have people in your chat that don't even speak English all the way or no. speak a little English or maybe they're learning English from you.
2: <laughs> no, or,
1: or, <laughs> yeah.
0: Or they're like using a translator. <laughs> like I have all these people from France. And, right. you know, and, and for a while I had a ton of Russians in there because I got raided by this one Russian gamer. So they come back around quite a bit. And this Russian gamer comes in. And next thing you know, it's like people speaking Russian, but they're trying like, and some of my moderators will do their best. You know, some of them can, you know, I, Carla can kind of speak some French from being in Canada. So she does oh, that wow. or she uses a translator and tries like some of my mods will use like translate stuff to kind of like bridge that gap and some of these people like I I can barely speak English but I really love being here you know they'll come down to these things and it's like man or I know or they're like man it's four in the morning and I need to go to bed but I can't stop hanging out in here and it's like <laughs>
1: I know when people write that I feel like that's the biggest victory is if you keep people from going to sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, like all the time. Like there's no, like I've never seen it like I'm like go to bed, like don't stay up because of me, Aww. like go to bed or like or some people like I hope you don't take this as as a um um how do I say it? Like they don't want sound like they're insulting me. Like, what do you mean? And they're like, "Well, I just love coming into your channel and falling asleep to your singing." You know, and I'm like, I don't oh. take offense to that at all, but it's like, or people seeing this, and I know they've probably said it to you, it's like, man, I I don't know what the past year would have been like if it wasn't, if I didn't have this channel, this community, or in this music, you know?
1: Yeah, that's so meaningful.
0: Yeah, and then you have moments like that. Like, I had this... I, it, go, go ahead.
1: It was, well, uh, my you know, my I have a one of my... Well, one of my good friends—he's technically a moderator, but he doesn't come in very often. But he even built a language bot so that people could communicate in any language in the chat. Oh, really? That it'll automatically translate because it's so important, I think, to include to to be an inclusive community and make sure that that's at the front of of your show because there's so many there's so many communities that you know we're seeing that are not inclusive, and so reminding people like. Uh, you're welcome here. We make space for you for all different kinds of people. And that you don't even have to know what kind of people that they are. They just, that they're welcome.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah, we were, we've done our best to do that. I think we tried to do one of those channel bots and it didn't quite work. So we do our best to just try to let that, because I know some streamers like, please only speak English in here, blah, 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 but I get it because I mean, things could be going really awry. If you don't know what these people are saying, they could be saying some really, horrible shit you know right, yeah. um so you do have to be i understand it but at the same time i don't want to exclude anybody from coming in because i mean it's a worldwide platform you know i mean you want everybody to come in you want to be discovered by you know people like oh my god i'm from indonesia i'm from japan or you know it's like it's right. crazy like the story i was going to tell is, yeah we, we've had we've had this person in our chat for well over a year and his name's Vinny's music right And all he does is just say Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. And it's always been this like ongoing joke, but we're like, Hey, Vincenzo, how you doing, Vinny? Like, we never knew the mystery of Vinny. We're like, is is this someone's trolling us all the time? You know, he doesn't (laughs) do anything bad uh, or he'll use an emote or someone gives him a sub. So then he can use some of these other emotes. And all of these, you know, for a year, we just like for a while, we started timing him out because he was doing Vinny a lot. We're like, all right, Vinny, we got to time you out a little bit. You got to slow down, you know, but after a while, I'm like, he's not doing anything. I'm like, stop timing it out. We'll just stop timing out. Just let him do his thing. Right. So long story short, he's been a big part of the community, but everyone just, no one knew the mystery. And last Friday, Thursday, Thursday, one of my streams at the end of last week, I go to open my phone to do a live learn and I saw an email come through and it just happened to open up. I wouldn't normally not read my emails in the middle of a stream, but this one open up. I'm like, holy crap. Right. It was from Vinny's father. And without opening the email, um, basically said, hi, my name's Michael DeSantis. Um, I'm, I'm Vinny's music's father. And I just wanted to drop you a line to say what you know. Vinny is he's a, um he doesn't have verbal communications. Special needs. He's not even a kid. He's an adult. He's special needs adult. Uh, and uh, and you know what? I got to read the email. I I don't want to paraphrase it because I want to screw it up. Let me open it up here. But you got to hear this. And this like it literally brought me to tears. And this is really.
1: Emily Mixacer, FaceTime Audio. Did I lose you? Yeah, You sound different. I think you'd need to call me.
0: Oh, okay. Did I are you still Wait, there? Is that are I'm you still, still here. Okay. All right. I didn't lose it. Is that I, working?
1: Yeah, with it's, your still, thing? it's still
0: working. I don't know what happened. I might have hung up on you on accident.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know. Who knows? So this is where this is what it says. Oh, there it is. All right. So it says, My son Vinny, you call him Vincenzo on Twitch, is a thirty-one year old special needs boy. He loves music. He loves you and your show and watches it all this all the time. Vinny can't write a spell, so he's very limited in what he can post. Then he came to me and said, Dad, can you tell Joe and his family happy Thanksgiving for me? I said yes and did so. Once he was pleased with what I wrote, he said, Send it. At the moment you called him out for posting something different for the first time in a year. Cause it was the first time he never said like Vinnie or just using a moment. He actually said, Hey Joe, have a happy Thanksgiving, you know, to my family. I'm like, and we're all like, everybody in the chat was like, what? He spoke. You're like, what, what? It was like flooring us. So, uh, he goes, you did it so kindly and you mentioned his name several times. He was excited. He listens to your he listens to your CD a lot that we purchased from you, uh, as do I. Great music, great sound. Also, he drinks from his Just Joe travel mug every day. He loves when your daughter sings, and he says the first thing in the morning, he tells me and my wife if I'm asking me if, if I'm streaming that day. Uh, you being kind and calling out his name in the past as well as just to say hello, Vincenzo. He loves it. Thank you so much for being kind to him over the past year. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Joe, that's amazing.
0: I'm I'm reading this on chat and my daughter was in the room and I'm crying and I start crying.
1: I'm getting misty just hearing that. And
0: she's like, daddy, why are you crying? I'm like, and I had explained to her, so I like, explained to her what it was and she, my daughter just gave me a hug. I'm just like, that right there is what Twitch is all about right there. Those, those ex- ex- experience like that. And to get, so, uh, uh, I mean, we just thought he was a troll. We just thought we didn't know what he was and come to find out that's the mystery of it. And now it was like, everybody was just like, wow. Like I'd think everybody was in tears that night.
1: Oh, well, you know, what a relief sometimes to be able to finally communicate with somebody that you, you care for. But when you can kind of like break through that barrier, and you were able to do it like and include the, the whole group on
2: it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it was pretty mind blowing. It was, it was pretty crazy. And, um, but wow. there, those are sharing. Yeah. I mean, those are the moments. I mean, I don't know if you've had a moment that intense, but you've definitely had those moments, you know, where it's like, you, you're making a difference in someone's life and somebody you may never meet in person may never meet and if it wasn't for this as you said pandemonium would have never happened I would have never met I would never had that experience you
2: know
0: yeah yeah isn't that beautiful that's so good <laughs>
1: that's good
0: that's good that's good that's good juju right there you know
1: good juju and I'm
0: I'm so glad that like you know that just goes to show you man that treat anybody that comes into your chat with respect as long as they do the same you just do that and it just percolates out, you know, that's the, that's the sure. amazing thing because we've all seen people on Twitch or they're not good people, you know?
1: Right. There's that. Yeah, there's that. I've definitely become a lot more um, covetous of like just some of my privacy as well as because it can be scary, you know, letting people into your home. Which you do when you're streaming from your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I've I've thought of that too. I'm like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't. No one knows where my address is, but every once in a while, you're like, oh, especially as a woman, I'm sure, you know, as it, a guy, it's one experience on the internet, and the women in general have very different experiences on the internet. Um. Right. So you know, I don't know if it ever goes in the back of your head, you know, I now wrote a song about it one time. It was on TikTok or something. She wrote this perfect thing about like (laughs) the amount of like the messages that she gets and like, you know, dick pics that she got (laughs) in an email and stuff like that. And was just like very, you know, very, very, um, tongue in cheek about it and made, made fun of it. But it was like, at the same time, it showed a very, what can be real, real side of like you know it could be it could be scary it could be scary for women i gotta
1: find that of hers. (laughs) Oh, you gotta find i'll I'll
0: find it and i'll send it to you because it was just oh perfect it was it was just so funny. and she's like i'm trying to catch up on all of these messages or something like that and then she sings a song on her ukulele and it's like the the cutest thing because (laughs) i mean you just want you just want to take an alley you're like oh my god you're the cutest little thing ever so yeah. But,
1: or, well, I think because I have a, I have a foot cam. I get a lot of feet requests. Oh, I'm sure you do.
2: <laughs> Murdy
1: sure. is like so on top of it.
0: Oh my God. I'm sure that's, he uh,
1: doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> see the private messages, but the. <laughs> <laughs> Go Rose. Oh
0: man. I had a, I had, I had a friend who was a stripper for many years and she used to have a, she used to have a guy that just came in and would do VIP and would give her tons of money, and all she wanted to do was rub her feet. And so he would go in for, like, she would, that would be his, her only client when he came in that night. She wouldn't do any dances, anything else, because he gave her so much money, and all she, all this dude is rub her feet. I'm like, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I don't, uh. Wow. It's so weird. Hey man, whatever, I mean, everybody's got their thing, you know, as long as they keep it safe, I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat makes you happy, but yeah, I'm never going to, now I'm never going to look at your foot cam the same
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) I always wear shoes. I'm trying to sell my shoes.
0: (laughs) I'm sure someone out there will ask, like I had one guy asked me one time what my microphone was smelling like and that he wouldn't let it go. Huh? He's like,
1: what Do you like you toothpaste.
0: I'm like I don't know what it smells. Smells like I don't know, and it, all night we end up having to ban the guy. So
1: I think I saw someone ask Anel what her microphone smelled like. <laughs> microphones are disgusting. I mean, it, that's one thing I have always felt gross about sharing microphones oh, with other people. Me too. And it it's only now, like after now that we're so aware of droplets and moisture, that I'm like I can just
0: out say, oh, no, I don't share. Your no, <laughs> no. I, it's made it so much easier. Like when I w- the touring days, when I first started touring, I'm like, there's no way I'm going in these clubs and just using whatever microphones they got. And that was when I first bought my microphone. I own my own, I had my own mom, mic stand. As a singer, I didn't have any other equipment, but I had a mic stand and a microphone. At the end of the gig, I would, you know, my roadie would, you you know, one of our roadies would end up grabbing the mic stand, but I would grab that microphone (laughs) every night. I'd be, thank you, good night, unplug my microphone and walk off the stage, you know, (laughs) but I always had those people, like, um, pre-pandemonium, they would always come, like, hey, man, I want to sing with you. I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. And then they would push it. They want to sing with you. And I would always be like, no, I'm not sharing my microphone. I don't know what your mouth has been, you know, like, (laughs) What sickness you got? And then I tell them, I'm like, "What if I told you I had herpes? You know, like would you still want to sing in my freaking microphone? You know, right?" And but now it's or just, I, n- and now it's gonna be just so much easier. But like, yeah, I mean, no, yeah.
1: Even at weddings, like I, I played at a couple weddings later in the in the summer when people had started. You know, the crowds were wearing masks again. And yeah. the bride and groom would come up to me and reach for my microphone, I'm like sometimes moving. they want to say something. They would reach for my microphone after I was singing, and I'm like, "Hey, you know how we're all wearing masks? Like sharing microphones is the opposite of that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you're just asking for to spread disease.
0: <laughs> like I can't, I can't. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Fr- we, frankly, we, we're gonna have to have another podcast when we talk about weird shit like that that happens at gigs.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll I'll start making a list of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, just, oh, just so much, especially at weddings. I mean, weddings alone are one of the most because people just you don't have any coos at a wedding because you know you're getting Uncle Bill and you're getting people that probably don't eat and drink alcohol at all ever, and then mm-hmm. they get to the mm-hmm. wedding and they start pouring booze down themselves, and then and, and the dynamic at a wedding is mm-hmm. oh my god.
1: Well, one of the weddings this summer, I was—I took this as a compliment, is uh, the guys, because you know, most, mostly the bands are all, all men. There's a, there's a few women, but I was on an all-man band in me that night. And at dinner, the guys went around the table and told stories about times that I had had to put people in this place.
0: <laughs> well, you you being like the singer, you're the conduit. You're the your connection. You're the connector of the, right. the, the, the crowd. So you're you're the person you're also the front line of defense for the everybody else. Like the drummers, like no one's ever going to approach the drummer. He's back behind all this equipment. He's back behind the stage, but sometimes behind a, you know, an amplifier, you know, he's got all this shit. So he, he's numb. He's the last line of defense, you know, like nobody's going to get to him, but you, man, they start, you can see them walking towards you. like, Oh man, here they come. Well,
1: and you, here you have come. to remind them whose house they're in. It's like, this is, this is my house today. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is mine. This is my, like, well, I'll tell people, I'm like, Hey man, what do you do for a living? No, oh, Well, you know, you know, they'll come up, you know, they'll start bugging me or they'll keep requesting songs over and over again when I'm trying to just get into a flow. I'm like, Hey man, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, I'm a kindergarten <laughs> teacher. I'm like, well, I'm, what school are you at? I'm like, Oh, I'm so, so. all right, cool. I'll be there Monday. Cause I'm going to tell you how to do your job on Monday. Cool. <laughs> because I would love to come and tell you how to do your job because that's what you're doing right now to me. You know, let me do my job. I don't come to your job and tell you how to do it because I don't know how to do your job. You know, let me do mine. You know,
1: sometimes I don't
0: even know how to do my own job. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. Well on that note, I really appreciate you coming on here. I know that you got a stream today. I'm streaming later on today as well. So Maybe we'll cross paths. Who knows?
1: Hi. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I just I would talk to you any day, and uh, of course, and uh, this is a, such an awesome show. I love being a part part of it and cross co- cross what's it Pollination? cross country collaborating cross yeah we
0: yeah whatever it is it's cross something panda who knows anymore. So, but thank you for coming on. I'm sure I'll see you much sooner than later. All right, sounds good, Joe. All right, take care of. Bye-bye. Take care. That is, I mean, we've I've talked about Twitch on this podcast often, you know, but uh, it's very rare that I've talked to someone who is. This is the first person I've talked to on here that is a full time streamer as well. Uh, so I I hope that we didn't go down a rabbit hole to a point where you're like, I have no idea what these two are fucking talking about right now. Um, but I hope this brought a little insight is what it's like to be a Twitch music streamer and the whole world of Twitch. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this and you've been a part of the, the streams or you've been a part of someone else's streams, then you kind of know. But if you haven't, it's kind of a window into some of the craziness that goes on there and some of the beauty that goes on in there. Um, so if you're not, you know, get inside the socials, you know, any, any anywhere this is posted on social media will be links to Emily's uh, Twitch page as well. So you can go check her out. She's Im- immensely talented. And I mean, as you can hear just an absolute sweetheart of a person. Uh, and I'm so glad that I've gotten to meet her. I can't wait to actually meet her in person, which will be so bizarre because then we can get to see how tall each other are, as she said. But um, what an amazing, amazing day um, and an amazing I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind right now. I think I'm talking too much. What an amazing experience that we've had to be able to be on Twitch. And Emily, I really appreciate your time again. Uh, big shout outs again to EGA Moving, um, Advantage Harbor to and Jason Allen and the Royal Auto Group. You guys heard there's ads on there. Uh, support those local businesses. And again, if you're interested in advertising on this Just Joe podcast or on my Twitch or on my tunage videos, get a hold of me. Um, Uh, as things are growing so as a need to be able to be able to keep doing this and the support of those sponsors and the support of you guys is what makes me be able to do this podcast week in and week out so again thank you to everybody for tuning in I'll see you on the flip side